Oh, you Oh my god, what happened? Bertie happened. Bertie got very excited. What, and he scratched your face? Yeah, both sides. Just jumped up and he didn't meet because we haven't clipped his port we haven't clipped his nail since we got him because he's not he's not really like a scratchy kind of dog. But he got very excited and I bent down as he jumped up and he just went <sighs> really bad. Aww. <laughs> I have a tiny scratch on my forehead. Okay, that's pathetic, Emma. Pathetic. I know. You've literally <laughs> Can you see oh, it? I don't know if yeah. you can see it. He like you told me to shred for the little shit. Are we live? Okay, so we're live. Chloe has a scratch on her face and is really ill, but we're here. We're here and Emma Emma had a big weekend. So please, Emma, Scammer, do tell everybody about I F fucking S. It was really good. Oh, I'm I'm upset that Chloe wasn't there, but apart from that, it was very good. Um very good discussions, good vibe. I think the next one's going to be in Lisbon, so if anyone wants to come to that, I'm pretty sure you can sign up now. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. And highlight, I got to meet Kerry. Oh, I know. So how was that? Was it weird meeting one of our clients face to face? Do you know what? It, it, I actually felt like I don't, you know, and you feel like you, I'm, she was exactly what I expected. I mean, lived up to my very high expectation. Hopefully she felt the same. Yeah, she did. Did you not see her post on the page? Yeah, but you know when you just think, like, do do you come across the same in real life as online? I mean, we probably do, because we literally... <laughs> just not like we make any effort to appear any differently. Every time I meet people who are like... It happened a lot, actually, this weekend at the festival, and I was way too drunk to meet anyone. Every time I meet people who, like, know who I am and come up to me, I, like, reverse awkward them. Like, I make people feel incredibly uncomfortable very, very quickly. Why? How? I don't know. I'm very socially awkward. And James says that he can see in their face, like, the the penny drop of, like, oh, this guy's quite weird. I need to go now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, a matter of time. I'm like, bye. Let's be best friends. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm really high on them. (laughs) Okay. All right. One question I actually did want to ask you was how I'm very intrigued in how the sexism in our industry, because you know how I feel about that. How did that panel go down? Did you draw a conclusion? Is our industry sexist? Um, we did a little show of hands and most people thought that it was. Um, the point that James made, which to be fair was valid, was that he tried to get, and he did name people, and I can't actually remember any of them apart from Courtney Black, but like apparently the biggest coaches in our industry um to talk and none of them wanted to talk so i think and this was like part of the discussion we had is that and it's kind of chicken and egg right there aren't a lot of women who speak which means that potentially other women don't want to speak or if you don't see someone who's very much like you this is the whole argument behind representation right if you don't see any women ever speaking anything then you're less likely to a think that's possible or b like have that as a goal or c do it if you're actually invited to do it and i think there is yeah. a lot of lack of confidence from women and maybe that stops them doing things and i've experienced this before because body power have asked me numerous times like oh which women do you think should come and speak and i'd be like oh these people are excellent you should ask them and then they'd be like oh i don't want to speak on stage like it's not my thing i don't want to do it which is fine it's obviously it's not for everyone but then sometimes I think what's holding them back like some people might just be like that's not my idea of fun I don't want to do it 
absolutely fine. But if what's holding you back is just lack of confidence, then the only way to build confidence is to do something that makes you feel shit scared. Like I was shit scared on the weekend, but the only way that you grow is to just do it despite the fact that you don't feel confident doing it. And then the next time you'll feel a little bit more confident. I mean, well, he didn't ask me to speak, but... Oh, how surprising. 100% agree that um, confidence, yeah, confidence is an issue. And I think, think yeah, I mean, it's terrifying, but the only way to get over it is to do it. Um, I'm surprised that Courtney didn't want to speak. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't don't know. Um, I don't know if it maybe was partly because she was asked to talk about business and I don't know if she does her own business. Do you know what I mean? Like, it could be that she has a whole team of people and she's like, well, actually, I do my workouts and I do this, this and this. But actually, someone else handles the other stuff. So, But that would be such such a shame, though, because she... (laughs) I mean, I said it in the last live and I'll say it again. The money that that girl is making is, like, astronomical. (laughs) or astronomic um and I would be fascinated to hear her speak about how she built that brand and how she built that business up but then you're right maybe maybe she maybe that's not her forte maybe she's fronting it I mean I don't know this is all presumption yeah exactly um, or maybe she was just busy like maybe the I mean, simple answer is way. or she was just like do you know I, what I've got a freaking awesome business and I don't feel the need to go to IFS and talk about it I just because I'm busy running my freaking awesome business <laughs> Yeah, or basically saying to people, this is how I did it. Now go become my competition. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, okay. Uh, so guys, just to preface this, I am quite poorly. I've had a lot of um, Sudafed, Lemsip and caffeine. So you're in for a treat today. Um, if I mute it at any point, it's just to blow my nose. So. <laughs> um, anything else to add before we go? No, I think we can continue now. Okay. Uh, Lindsay Rain. Hi, lovely ladies. Week one went great and I'm loving the program. I'm wanting to plan ahead and come up with a plan of attack for when my circumstances change in the coming weeks. I'm a single mum and I work full time. Last week, my daughter was staying with grandma and I worked from home and had loads of time to fit my steps before and after work but come September October that won't be the case with the school routine starting up again and going back to the office with most days leaving the house at 7 a.m and not getting back till 7 p.m having dinner family time bedtime etc I have a plan to walk for an hour in my lunch hour but I know with deadlines that I won't always be able to do it can I substitute steps with another form of cardio that I can do at home e.g a hit class that I can do in the living room when my daughter is asleep any other ideas or solutions would be much appreciated. Thank you. I'm so determined to smash this eight weeks and find a way around my circumstances. Lindsay, what a brilliant question. Do you see how Lindsay and Emma will have picked up on this immediately? Came to us with a problem, some ideas for a solution, and open for any ideas we want to give her. Like That is a coachable client, and that means you are going to get great success. So... I think your idea is great. If you can't, first of all, if you can get, you don't need to walk for a whole hour on your lunch break. Like, come on. Like, I still want you to sit down and eat and take your lunch break. But even just getting out for 20 minutes and having a little walk around the block is good for your noggin as well as your uh, <laughs> physique. Um, 
but yeah, I think that's a fucking great idea. If you want to do some like classes at home, some hit stuff that's, you know, on YouTube or Amazon Prime or whatever you want to do um, and getting a workout with your daughter, you know, in, in shots, you can see her, you know, she's safe while she eats her breakfast or while she has her dinner or before bed go for it. I think that's brilliant. And, um, I'm, yeah, I think you've, you've already answered your own question, Emma. Yeah. I think with that attitude, you're already going to be a success. So that's awesome. I think what you have planned is perfect. See what fits in. Maybe some days you do want to go for a longer walk. Maybe some days you do want to do hit, maybe you mix it up. So every other day you're doing a 30 minute workout in that time or something. Um, but yeah. Oh, is this additionally to the workout or is it only an hour that she has time to do anything? Was that just the steps? She said some days she'll be able to walk on her lunch break and some days she won't. So can she substitute it with some kind of workout at home? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think what's funny, so I put up something yesterday about how, well, it was actually referencing a study that showed that exercising on your lunch break makes you more productive. And that time that you lost, quote unquote lost, or that you used for exercise will actually pay back and then some. And I did the maths on it, but payback and then some uh, with your increased productivity after it. So they showed that you increased productivity by 15%. Now let's say that you worked for four hours after after lunchtime with an increased productivity of 15, 15% and you spent 30 minutes exercising, you'd actually get the equivalent of 36 minutes back. So you're saving yourself six minutes of time, right? So if you're thinking, oh, it's costing me time to exercise and I have all this work to do, maybe reframe that way of thinking. So there's that element. But what was interesting is there were still some people commenting being like, some of us don't have the luxury of doing this. And like, it's such a victim mentality mindset. Like realistically, everyone has 30 minutes. Everyone. Like most of us spend more than that just scrolling on Instagram or watching TV every day. Like you do have it. And it's fine to say, that's not a priority to me. That's absolutely fine. But don't trick yourself into thinking that you're a victim to the fact that you couldn't possibly fit in fit in 30 minutes like if you want to find 30 minutes you will find 30 minutes a hundred percent maybe not every single day because life happens but three times a week you can absolutely find 30 minutes and if you're telling yourself you can't then you probably won't do it and that's the difference it's that mindset of like this client's like out there looking for ways to fit in steps or to fit in a workout or to find solutions Whereas the victim mentality opposite of that or the fixed mindset is like, well, I can't do it now because my kid's at home now and I'm working from home. So there's no way I can do it. It's like, well, okay. There's loads of people in that situation that will find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, you do have, you do have 20, 30 minutes a day to do, to prioritize whatever it is you want to prioritize. I mean, if you look at the current Miss Bikini Olympia, she's a single mom and a full-time nurse and she's Miss Bikini Olympia. That's not a joke. Like that's hard fucking work it you can do it it's just exactly what Emma said how important is it to you and if the juice isn't worth the squeeze if the cost benefit isn't worth it to you fine but you have to front up and accept that and I think some people are scared to do that but I saw that post Emma I thought it was brilliant oh thanks I think the the other thing that comes into that and I actually think that not saying it's easier for this bikini olympia lady (laughs) But so that sounded so patronizing. This this lady. Um, Let me get up a photo and show her because she's insanely hot. It's actually easier to diet and exercise when you're busier, because you're in that routine. And and like look up Parkinson's law. If you have the whole day to fit in some exercise, I mean, look at what happened in the pandemic. 
we actually had quite a lot more time because your whole social life was cut out but it was so much harder harder to do things because you had more time to do them which sounds like it shouldn't make sense but actually if you have a specific time that you need to do something within like this weekend I went and did a little workout in the morning and I had by the time I got to the gym I had like less than 30 minutes and I actually got the full workout that I wanted to get in done because I only had that amount of time though I wasn't faffing around and conveniently there was no reception in the gym so I wasn't playing on my phone (laughs) but the point is like the amount of time you give yourself is often the amount of time it takes if you give yourself three hours to do a certain amount of work it's probably going to take you three hours if you give yourself an hour to do it it's probably going to take you an hour Uh, yeah she's all right isn't she she's all right she's doing all right it's like not one thing i mean she's ugh, whatever okay uh next question jess that hey clamor <laughs> it will never get old i can't begin to tell you how out of it i am by the way <laughs> i have another question i want to feel more confident I do not feel confident at the moment due to some excess stored energy, very good, that I have. I'm 67 kg and I know I felt confident at around 60 kg. However, I know it's important to feel confident now as well. How do I do this? Thank you again. Um, Emma, you did a really good post on confidence recently, didn't you? Um, I, so I feel, I'll just quickly say my thing. I've I've been in like, really shredded amazing physique shape more than once and to be honest (laughs) for me genetically it doesn't feel very good so I didn't even really soak up the joy of being like oh I'm in sick physique shape I was more just like ugh. and I've also packed on more body fat than I would have liked um and got myself quite out of shape and felt quite shit in my own skin quite insecure and uncomfortable um and it's taken a really long time. It's taken me to now, uh, what is this, nine years in of doing both and everything in between, of actually just starting to feel really comfortable in my own skin. And that has come with uh, maturity in my own body and uh, responsibility with my own diet and training routine. So even if I'm not in shredded shape, if I know that I'm working out three, four days a week, and I know that I'm walking my dog every day, and I know that I'm you know, making good decisions most of the time with my diet, maybe not all the time. And that's not, that's why I'm not in sick ass shape. But if I know that I'm in control and I'm being mature um, and parenting myself, which is something we say a lot, I feel very confident in my, in my own skin. And that's because I'm, I'm taking responsibility and I'm being a grown up. The times where I look back now in hindsight and I felt really, really insecure, it was because I knew that I wasn't treating my body um, or myself with the kind of respect that I should be um so I think it actually comes down to that um and I would say Jess in terms of your physique and wanting to lose these seven kgs be patient it will happen it will come and it is definitely um fair to say that right now you need to start thinking about the things you're doing which are helping you get there and you need to feel fucking proud of yourself and out of that pride confidence will come Emma what do you think I think you're right you shouldn't be waiting to lose seven kilograms to feel confident and actually confidence isn't a body composition it's a feeling you can be confident at heavier weight you can be confident at lighter weight and the reason I think and Chloe kind of just touched on this but the reason that I think that you feel more confident at x body weight like you were saying is because of the behaviors that 
came with doing that so you said to yourself i'm gonna do x y and z like chloe's saying i'm when i'm in a good routine when i'm parenting myself when i'm respecting myself enough to put in time effort money in investing in myself and i say i tell myself i'm gonna do something and then i stick to it and i do it you're showing up for yourself then you trust yourself then you become confident in yourself and i think lack of confidence actually comes from a lot of the time telling yourself you're going to do something and then basically letting yourself down so telling yourself you're going to get into the gym three times a week and then not doing that or telling yourself you are going to stick to this plan and then not doing that and that's one of the reasons that setting yourself like ridiculous goals like i'm going to go to the gym every single day and i'm always going to hit ten thousand steps which might not be practical for you and then promising yourself that and then not delivering breaks your trust with yourself and makes you less confident and I think one of the reasons that like I don't feel massively stressed even when we have a lot of work like the start of the easy method is quite a stressful period right we have a lot to get through there's always a couple of people that have like technical issues and there's just there's just a lot going on at the launch but I never feel that stressed because I've never like we've never let ourselves down on this like it always gets done so there'll always be a point where like we're messing each other like oh my god there's a lot of questions to answer but we're like when have we ever not got through it never because we always like we always deliver right and so when you start doing that with yourself and with your fitness that's where your confidence comes from it's not because you have less stored body fat but as a byproduct you probably will have less stored body fat as a byproduct of promising yourself that you'll do something and then showing up for yourself so that's where the confidence comes from and it kind of sometimes gets misaligned with well when i weigh x or when i look a certain way or when i have abs or whatever that's when i feel confident and it's actually everything else that's coming that's like produced that outcome which is the real place that you're getting confidence from i completely agree yeah and also i think yeah like we said like be a bit patient if you're already putting these things into motion you're like well i'm already taking care of myself i'm already headed towards this goal then you know you, you a you need to start to manifest again like i say how proud you should be of yourself that you're doing that and feeling really good about yourself feeling really strong in your in yourself like capable um you need to manifest that feeling and be be patient because that confidence is going to start to pick up it's going to pick up pace you know we a lot of women especially on the ec method but just generally in the western world <clears throat> we've been born into and are now characteristically born out of self-loathing and hating our bodies and hating ourselves in comparison and changing that um self-talk like emma and i say this all the time you're not just going to hear emma and i say something or read a meme and be like bang now i'm happy and confident yeah guys just be more confident okay oh that's i just have to be more confident oh my god that's it babe that's it just love your body (laughs) like when you say to like anxious person there's nothing to worry about it's like thanks yeah um, oh you're depressed the- have you tried just you know being happy <laughs> yeah yeah you're alive <laughs> you're like that's the problem <laughs> oh, i come from mental health issues so i'm allowed to joke <laughs> um but you, what you're saying is so spot on it's internalizing your wins and actually if we all started internalizing our wins as much as we internalize our failures like imagine you were giving yourself as much of a pat on the back on the days where you did tick the boxes as like in comparison to the hard time that you give yourself when you slip up on your diet or when you go over your calories and you massively beat yourself up about that but when you do well you don't ever congratulate yourself that's why you don't feel confident because you're not actually being like oh yeah i have actually done a good thing here like i have actually for this week stuck to my goals but you'll never think about that you'll just think about the one day 
where you didn't stick to your goals and beat yourself up about that. So start internalizing your wins. Yes. It reminded me of that meme that I shared from DJ Fat Tony the other day that's like, you can just literally start celebrating your dog and your dog is going to go like absolutely batshit crazy and start celebrating with you. It has no idea what's going on. It's just like ready to party. That's how your internal monologue should be. Like every time you're like, oh, I did something good, but like, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Or just do that with your dog. Be like, guess who who got their steps in today? Me. I did. <laughs> Bertie will be My like, dog hates me. Yeah, she hates me because every time I see Bertie, I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, stop it. <laughs> He'll respond to your energy. So obviously Bertie's insane, which is why I'm covered in scratches. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well. Uh, Charlotte James. Hi, both. I've been loving the process so far. I just have a question around hunger slash probably needing some reassurance. I had a really good first week, but I've been so hungry. I just wanted to confirm that it's normal to feel like this or whether my body will adjust to slightly lower calories and feeling fuller on less food. Week one, I averaged 15,000 steps. Okay, so that's high, but acceptable high. 1,650 calories. Target is 1,600. 130 grams of protein. That's brilliant. Six workouts. Mm. I lost one LB and 59.5 kg. Okay, so um, there's a couple of things here to touch on. So your steps are high, but they're, like I say, they're acceptable high. Typically, like that 15,000 is where I'll like cut it off, even for a fat loss goal. Um, 1,650 calories, if you wanted to come up, you know, to like a 1,700 bracket like that, I would be happy with that. 130 grams of protein is great and should be quite satiating, especially if you're divvying it up in your meals properly. One thing I would say is make sure that you're getting your fiber in. Make sure that you're getting your veg in um, and make sure that, I mean, I like to recommend to clients to, that they eat every three hours so that they don't ever find themselves getting to a point where they are absolutely ravenous. Um but no, to be honest, your 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 calorie oh, and six workouts is too many. Um, although one of them is a run actually, so yeah, maybe might be the run. Um, but I would say no, that your your calories aren't crazy low. Your expenditure is high, but it's not like a oh, holy shit, this is a problem high. Um, I think maybe it might be your food choices. So Charlotte, if you want to tag me and tell me the kinds of things you're eating, I can help you out a bit. Emma, what do you think about that? Yeah, so you can answer this question. I was going to ask how lean you are, but given that we know your weight now, yeah, you're pretty lean. So on a physiological hunger level, it is probably food choices or you're in too big a deficit in terms of hunger. Like you're probably not going to get less hungry unless you just maybe a little bit of food routine, maybe looking at if you're snacking or eating decent sized meals looking at food volume making sure you're getting enough fruit and veg if it's just been a week that you're a bit hungrier that could totally be hormonal so that's another thing to consider and maybe just continue this week and see how you feel hunger is a totally normal part of dieting but obviously excessive hunger when it gets like if it's basically if it's too far if it's impacting the rest of your life if you're like i can't really concentrate because i'm so hungry or i'm struggling to get to sleep because i'm so hungry like no that's then we need to look at a couple of things um but on an in answering this in a, in a slightly different way if you're very overweight and you have hunger dysregulation then yes absolutely as you get leaner actually sometimes it becomes a little bit easier and you're more sensitive to your hunger cues in this situation 
yeah, I think what Chloe said, tags in a post, maybe show us what you're eating and if we can make any swaps to increase food volume. Um, and maybe your patterns of eating during the day as well would be interesting to see. She's 59.5 kg and five foot five. Yeah, you might. Yeah, like I'm 60 kilograms and five foot five. Yeah. I think, yeah, we might need to see some pictures. Um, but yeah, good points as well about maybe potentially hormonal and and also good points about hunger. Like hunger is normal period, but especially if you're in a diet place, it's part of it. Um, sorry if that's We've really got controversial, um, but a few on the live. Shall I go in? Yes. Uh-huh. Question on goals. I have removed my goal, which sounds like I want to be X kilograms because I appreciate that actually there isn't a magic number. I could be heavier and look better as I have more muscle. Good. And also weight fluctuates, so it doesn't make sense to target something which isn't static. However, I'm not sure how I'll know I've met my goal, which is to have less body fat and be leaner. From your experience, does it just get to a point where you're like, where you like what you see in the mirror? I don't like weighing myself, so I need to go with how I look and feel. I just don't want something that is then so intangible that I'm not working towards something specific. Thoughts? Yeah, I, me, we're all different and it's really hard to give people, well, I, we don't give people goals or strategies of how to set up goals. Like, you, it has to come from you. For me personally, I like to give myself like a, a date. Not It doesn't have to be like on the actual date, but like an end of the month, maybe around about this time, I'd like to be done so that I'm working hard, I'm getting there and I know that there's, and I've given myself enough time. Like I don't think I've ever been in a dieting phase that was more than 16 weeks. Um, so it's long enough for me to know that I can do it with my start point and that will be different for all of you with my start point and there's a there's a there's a very clear end time in sight and like I say typically it'll be anywhere between four to sixteen weeks and that's it and then I cut cut it off and by that A then I'm motivated B then I actually have like a, a, an end in mind which is very helpful for me and everybody's different. This for some people will throw them right off. <laughs> it's not the right method for everyone. Um and typically by the time I get to let's say three weeks before I can look in the mirror and I know what I have to do. If am I there? Am I am I sweet where I am? Am I done? Sometimes I'm done early. Am I like shit? I'm way off. I have not been taking this seriously, and I've got kind of an I've got a bit of a buffer to push. But everybody's different. It totally depends on your start place, and it depends on your mentality and how you thrive. I think Emma has I think although I don't know I could be completely wrong. Probably a bit of a different strategy of how she goes about it. So Em, what what do you do? Yeah, I I think I take a slightly different approach. Um, and again like. I, it's not the right approach and it's not the wrong approach and I can completely as you were talking about that I was like yeah that makes a hell of a lot of sense having a bit of an end goal like an end date that gives you something to walk towards uh, to work, work towards and you know this person I can't see your name because of stupid Facebook but is saying that like she doesn't want something that's intangible the truth is a lot of these goals are intangible and it depends what you really want so saying that you want to be a bit leaner isn't a tangible goal in itself so you, maybe you need to accept the fact that it's not. And maybe you don't need an end point. Maybe the end point comes, and I wouldn't say when it's that you feel happy the way you look in the mirror, because not everyone always will. And to be honest, you'll probably always pick points that you're like, oh, I'd like to improve that, or I'd like to improve this. Or So I think that that in itself, because it's so subjective, and actually we know that even when you look exactly the same, 
your body image fluctuates throughout the month anyway and it can fluctuate with your mood and it can fluctuate with a different mirror and it can fluctuate not just throughout the month but throughout the day like I used to have times where I'd be like I'm in the best shape of my life and then like two hours later I'd be like I need to sort myself out like I'm not in good shape like basically we're all a little bit crazy so I don't know if that subjective measure as a marker would be particularly useful for me setting a goal so say I wanted to get leaner that gives me direction and because I enjoy the process I don't really care about when the exact end point is the only problem with that and it more so happens if you don't have a coach is going too far just being like well the goal yeah. is still to get leaner and it's like well there is a point where you don't want to get any leaner but there that isn't that point isn't a specific number and to be honest it isn't that tangible so you have to kind of be aware of that like that point is slightly different for everyone so that point is essentially when the cost of losing more body fat outweighs the benefit of losing more body fat for you in that particular period of your life so my my point would be set a direction which you have at the moment you want to get leaner and then enjoy the process like that's the key to maintaining results is to enjoy the process so if you're enjoying the process anyway you're not wishing time away to get to this end goal wherever that may be and then you're already winning really because you're enjoying the process you're going in the direction that you want to go in then just live your life like that would be the dream situation right yeah yeah and that's what took me so long to figure out and the reason it took me so long to figure out is because I was always doing extremes and also, so it was never the enjoyable. thing is, you nothing, were always nothing doing... about any of it was ever enjoyable because it was always so extreme. And but when you've got shoots and so... things, huh? like for you, there was tangible inputs because you're like, I've got a shoot on this day, I've got a yeah. book cover on this yeah. day. Yeah, but it's it's so interesting that like I have so I have such a better relationship with my body now and my whole life, and it's it's all because I came away, I pulled way back. I wrote a post on this the other day. And I just like blank canvas there. I was like, this is not working for me. This is not maintainable. I'm either in shape or I'm out of shape. This is ridiculous. And I just changed, I changed my whole approach, which is much more like Emma's now. Um, but yeah, again, this comes with time and, and maturity. And like I said, I think a lot of women are like this crash diet, don't, you know, like on or off. Sometimes you need to relearn and restart, like stop. And please go read my post actually, guys, but like, Sometimes starting from scratch with a with a blank canvas, even if it's scary and you're like, I still have body fat to lose, it's really what you need to do to get to where you want to get to. So, yeah. Uh, anything else on the live? I feel like you said there were a few. Yeah. Um, someone's asking, I've now hit 70 kilograms. Should I lower my calories to 1600? No. Continue doing what's working for no. you. Remember, guys, like your starting calories are basically a sensible start point. They're not basically. That's exactly what they are. Now that we have real data on you, if you're losing weight on 1800 calories, don't change anything. If at some point you stall, you tag us, we review what you're doing, and then we make changes if we need changes. Aside from that, we don't change anything. Okay. Um, Hello from a very early morning in Canada. Just want to say you two are fab and speak so much sense. P.S. Grenade bar in a bowl in the microwave. Best tip ever, Chloe. Oi. Oh, tell me about it oh um i've had so many carb killers this weekend that I'll never want to see one again to be honest uh morning both and everyone else sorry if this has been asked before i feel like that's likely am i okay to double up on workouts in one session so legs and upper body weights as one workout with 10 minutes cardio at the end or no also side and personal note 
thank you for your support yesterday slash today. I had to grow a huge pair to post that message and the response was everything. You are very welcome. Um, I think I know who that is, but again, just as Facebook user. Um, we know who that is. What a what a strong cookie. Um, she, is she talking about? She must be talking about my workouts, mustn't mustn't she? There's a full body that. Well, if you are talking about the home workouts, there's a full body in there this week. So do that. Um, if if you're if you're complete if you can complete an upper body and a lower body workout in under an hour. <laughs> I'm happy for you to do it, but I don't want you training for like two hours. Like it's just not not great. Yeah, um, and, maybe and to be honest, body, you're gonna do I think half ass workouts. Well, you'll do two half ass workouts instead of one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like if you could smash out both in under an hour, fine. Uh, there is a full body, so please look at that. And I don't think that I don't think you're referring to Emma's um, gym workouts because they're programmed differently. If you're referring to the gym workouts, absolutely not is the answer. <laughs> uh, anything else on the live? Good morning. Will we be able to access the workouts after the program or does this close down? You won't have access to the workouts after the program. Are you both going to... Oh, <laughs> are you both going to come to a gig? Chloe, I will rap if it helps. <laughs> Ollie, no, I don't gig. I'm not a gig girl. Yeah, I'm I'm not either, sorry. It's not my vibe. Too many James people. James is lucky that I go to his DJ gigs. I'm like, yawn. <laughs> okay, we're, we're all good on the live. Okay. Is it really bad? Because I'm oh, so out of it today. All I want to do is just sit here and chat. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Like, I'm sharing, I may as well be stoned. Okay. Rebecca Redden, hi gang. Any mindset books that have helped clients before with the mental side of the process? Uh, Emma? Um, I mean, there's loads. I wouldn't say most of them are directly related to fat loss. I think if you're yeah. stuck in a bit of a victim mentality, then man's search for meaning is really, really useful. Um... James Clear's Atomic Habits is good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. What were you going to say? Michelle. No, I was going to say a couple, but I don't think... I think they're more... In, I, I, don't, I don't... I think they're more for mindset from like a coaching perspective, not a client perspective. So I don't think I have any for clients. Yeah. I actually oh, yeah. am quite embarrassed by how little I read... Oh, Emma. So, so you read loads just read you just read specific stuff yeah i just don't read a lot of books i have a very short attention span so <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say don't tempt me okay michelle holland hi ladies just a quick one i do a lot of running and i don't want my mileage to drop too much am i okay to do a run and then a resistance workout either straight after or then in the evening my friend told me that you should always do weights before cardio but i'm a little worried that my legs might not work after looking at some of your workouts thank you yeah i'm more than happy for you guys to do cardio and weights on the same day if the goal is endurance fitness cardio prioritize that make that the number one make sure that you eat some good food 
and you'll be fueled up for your session thereafter. For those of you who like are in this for physique results or, you know, obviously lifting, that's the priority. That comes first, the cardio then comes after because for 99.9% of you, unless you are really gunning for endurance or fitness, you're, you know, you're an endurance athlete of any kind. For 99.9% of you, the lift is going to be way harder and it needs more concentration and it needs more energy. Um, but if you're going to turn around and be like, no, bitch, I want to run. That's my goal. Then prioritize that 100%. Emma, what do you think about that? No, bitch, I want to run. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> figure out basically with any goal, right? Figure out what's a priority to you and prioritize the priority. Makes sense. But don't yeah. don't think that, you know, I think a lot of people turn this into a false dichotomy. Oh, right. So if I want to be good at running, I'll just run. No, no, no. You still get a huge benefit from the resistance training aspect. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but just prioritize what's most important to you. Anything else on the live? Uh, finally taken delivery of my creatine. I know it's three to five grams a day. How often and when is best to take? So per day would be how often. And it doesn't matter when you take it, really. So take it with your other supplements or wh when you're going to remember to take it. I take it first thing in the morning because that's when I remember to take it and I have it with my breakfast but it doesn't really matter when you do it just make sure that you're consistent creatine question creatine. <laughs> um for me I find I do cardio before weights the weight session never happens yeah I think that's that's a problem yeah and also if you're like me and you have quite a limited um concentration span then you know, like I actually get quite bored in the gym after like 50 minutes. So I, you know, if I spent half an hour doing cardio, I'd be pretty done. I used to spend like an hour and a half doing lower body and I don't know what the fuck, I don't know how I did that. I'm not like absolutely not now. No. I used to spend like two hours in the gym. I think a lot of it was just dossing around, but. Yeah. Flirting with PTs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was married and bored. <laughs> we got anything else on the live? Morning. Can you recommend a fish oil supplement, please? Any. We had a long conversation about this recently. We're just going to come to the conclusion. <laughs> any. Um, I think it's really hard, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm sure there are ones that are better than others. But I don't yeah, always think I'm... they're necessarily the ones that are priced differently. And actually, I just get mine from Tesco. Yeah. Well, I we I think we literally did this whole. We went round and round and round, <laughs> and in the end, we just came to the conclusion that any any will do. Yeah, and eat some fish as well. Yeah, bash, bash, <laughs> bash, and chaps. Are we still going on the line? Yeah, we're good. Okay, Tracy Gibson, <laughs> I'm having loads of fun. I was <laughs> dreading this because I'm so poorly, but I'm having a great time. Tracy Gibson, dear wonderfully wise ladies, I would like to add some cardio to my week to help with my cardiovascular health, but I loathe running. Can you suggest something else I can add in that will help me? Um, if you're in the gym, just get on any cardio machine at all. Um, Emma is probably going to say this and I would back it up probably avoid the rower because you have to have really good form to do it properly or you can actually really injure yourself and 99.9% .9 of people don't have great form um, but like a resisted cross trainer 
is really is nice. And if you if you pump that resistance up, you can make it pretty pretty hard. Um, I love the stairmaster, but it's hard. Um, I remember when I first did that, I lasted five minutes. Now I do like sprints on it, and I love it. But um, it's hard, so you might need to build up to it. Maybe, maybe I'm just being complete. You know, no, it is. Dick. It is. Especially if you, yeah. get, I think that some people people like literally hold themselves up so their weight's not really on it, and then it's not that hard. That? I get so angry when I look to the side and everyone's leaning over. I'm like, first of all, you're going to get hurt. Second of all, stand up, wait, like, go at a really slow pace and get off when you're done. Like, do it properly. Anyway, uh, oh, I like, um, what was I about to say? Oh, just walk on an incline treadmill as well. You don't need to run. There's this weird thing that like all cardio equals running, running equals cardio. It's like, it's one modality of cardio. I hate running now. Yeah, do whatever you enjoy. <laughs> be a slut do what you want <laughs> do what you want girl <laughs> do we have anything else in the live yeah on gym time for some reason it's taking me way too long in the gym i think it's faffing around with equipment and trying to work it out any tips okay so i do think that during the first week um maybe you might take a bit of time faffing around but you probably should have most of it figured out by now I would hope um and the more you do the workouts the more you'll sort of know the routine on this point I will say you'll get new gym workouts at week four but if you're happy with the ones that you're doing you don't need to change them it's basically just to give you a bit more value it's not that they'll stop working it's not actually that the new ones are any harder it's literally just variety so if you're like actually by week four I'm getting into my groove I know what I'm doing when I'm going in the gym I know the workouts pretty well let i'm faffing around less because i've got confidence in these now just keep doing those just keep lifting as heavy as you can for the given rep range and you will be yeah. progressively overloading this is another thing that keeps coming up is how do i like you know what if i'm not increasing my weights you will not increase your weights week on week apart from when you're very new to resistance training chloe and i do not increase our weights week on week and when we talk about progressive overload we're talking about increasing volume over time like as an average over time and there'll be weeks where i lift lighter there'll be weeks where i lift a bit heavier probably hormonal reasons realistically just being tired or not feeling 100 percent all the time because that's normal and human so don't think that yep. because you lifted x last week you have to lift more this week that isn't what we mean we just mean even if you just don't worry about the aggressive overload side of it we'll cover that all you need to do is go into the gym and lift as heavy as you can for the given rep range just doing that will cause progressive overload on its own yep go and listen to my hypertrophy podcast episode i talk about all things lifting there um hi this is my second round had a bit of a pity party and hate spiral about my weight last round you were super helpful thank you i've mastered the confidence to get a personal trainer this round i am so excited i live in north wales and there are no big gyms to join I will only have access to the weights for sessions I have booked. I am having two sessions a week, an hour each. My question is, how many home workouts should I be doing on top of this? I have a fat loss goal and I have a lot to lose. I have a golden retriever, so steps are sorted. Sorry for the long waffle. Thank you for everything, Emma. I love that. Good for you. Good for you for so many reasons. Um, So you're doing an hour PT session twice a week in Wales, Wales. which means 
Weigh-out. If you want to do um, the weighted home workouts or the home body weight workouts on another one to three days a week, like we want you getting in three workouts a week minimum. Um, five is enough. Um, so just pick and choose what you can and can't do. But just be very aware that I don't want you guys training the same body part on back-to-back days because we want to let you recover. Um, and not only will the lift suffer, but your results will suffer as well. So whatever workout you fancy, just do not train the same body part on back-to-back days. Done. Perfect. Uh, okay, hi, Clemmer. I'm struggling with adherence and I've read something to suggest I might have cognitive dissonance where you know something or a behavior is wrong but can't seem to stop doing it. Have you guys come across this and do you think CBT might be helpful or for me to for me to break my terrible eating habits? Thanks, guys. Great question. Um, I actually just did a full podcast on this. Essentially, this question is very similar to I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. And yeah. we all struggle with that. Like all of us know effectively what we need to be doing and a lot of us don't do it like take it out of like this context and put it it's like most of us know we should be investing for our future or investing in a in like a pension or something and very few of us actually do that like, nah, I'll deal with that later on so there's a hell that's completely normal human nature I think sometimes I mean CB, CBT might help you for sure if you really think this is a problem that you're struggling with but I also think that a lot of us maybe now with increased awareness, which is excellent, kind of over pathologize things. And we're like, oh, this is what I have. I need therapy. And you don't necessarily like, I think the fact that you've noticed that you do that is the first step. The second is realizing it's completely normal and human and we all do it. Like knowing something is far easier than doing something. And then maybe you need to just break down what it is you think that's stopping you. So are you putting the barrier too high? Are you telling yourself that you need to stick to something that's actually quite rigid instead of being like, what's the lowest barrier to entry here? And then like working from there. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I, I second everything you've said. I um, First of all, this is very, very normal human behavior. You're not alone and there's not something wrong with you if you can't, if you know that you're making a bad decision and you keep doing it, like welcome to being human. Um this is why affairs happen. This is why people can't stick to their diet. This is why, I mean, take addiction out of it, obviously. But, you know, this is why people spend, uh, I was just going to say about gambling, but that's a whole other thing. But this is why people spend too much money when they know they're saving for something, but they see something else they want. And this is human behavior. And I think Emma's right. I've spoken about this before in the context of anxiety, like as someone who's had to go through quite a lot of treatment for it. The amount of people now who are like, I suffer with anxiety. And it's like, no, you don't. You feel anxious sometimes. And that's normal. Like, that's completely normal. Um, and I think you're right. Like, people do pathologize like, absolutely everything now that they can't. Sorry, my ears are popping. Um, that they, they feel like they can't get a hold of or get control out of. And I think I hate to say this because I know I sound, oh, I sound really savage. But I think it's a way to kind of. I don't know, allow it to keep happening, to not have to put in the effort to break the behavior or work on it. Although that's not you because you're saying maybe I should go to therapy, like you quite clearly want to deal with this. I think Emma's right. I think self-reflection and then also um, 
practicing new habits and new behaviors. And it is really fucking hard as a teenager, let alone an adult, to break habits that are now in motion really hard. Do not for one second think that just because you know it's wrong and it's a bad habit and it's a bad pattern, that now you know that it's going to change like that. That is not how life works. Otherwise, we would all be incredibly successful living a like like perfect perfect Stepford wife life like it just doesn't work like that you have to put in the effort and you have to put in the time and I like Emma's strategy of what's the minimum dose you can do here how do we make this as fucking easy as possible for you to achieve and let's start there you know sneak in through the back door and you know that's a, <laughs> what? Um, in, instead of trying to drive a fucking tank through the front like let's figure out how we can actually do this step by step and get you closer um yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, you're right. Like this is completely normal human behavior and you're right in that everyone would be successful if it was easy to do the things that we know that we should do. But in some ways that's quite exciting because actually if you can master doing that, like if something's hard, it should excite you because you already know that like 99% of people won't do it. And if you can figure yeah. out a way to do it, then you're going to already be a success. You'll already be ahead of those people. So yeah, maybe and lean into that. Back to the confidence thing. There's a huge confidence that comes out of no, like noting the human behavior that you're doing that's really common that's tripping you up, and actually like really setting out to overcome it. And and if you really work on it, you will overcome it. And there's, a, you know, like I said, full cycle back to confidence. It's a huge confidence that comes with that. Yeah, I think. I mean, we both think therapy is awesome. So if you want to go, I'm sure you would get a lot from it. But I think sometimes, and you you kind of almost said this, or I think this was the point that you're getting, that people almost put that up as like, before I take action, I'm going to go to therapy. And it's like almost like a procrastination thing. And actually you'll realize when you go that they're basically just telling you potentially what you do already know, which is that you need to start questioning these things. You need to start thinking about these things. And actually there's, it's a lot of actionable work from your part. No one's going to cure it for you. It's not, you can't just pay someone and they'll figure it out for you. Unfortunately, that would be great. I, I, I've been going to therapy for years and 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 years. And I've done different types of therapy at different points. I'll tell you right now, they're literally a mirror. They're a sounding board and a mirror. You have to then go away and do all the fucking work yourself, which when you realize that is a fucking con. <laughs> like what? what? You can't just I solve my to- problems. I have to change. What the hell? And it's true. It's like, what am I paying you for? But it's it's hard. It's really, really hard. And even if you do go to therapy, the end result is going to be you have to go away and implement it. It's not just going to get like Emma and I aren't going to wave a wand and give you the best physique in the world. Like you have to go away and do what we say. And it's hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Um, another creating question. I'm a type one diabetic. Is this okay to take? Yeah, absolutely fine. Oh, sorry, it's not me. It's my son too. I don't know how old your son is. We've discussed this at nauseum, but there isn't that much research around kids taking creatine. There's no reason, like from a mechanistic standpoint, why they shouldn't take it. But also we're not going to recommend it because that's our career. (laughs) And I don't want to put my career on the line to recommend something that I'm not 100% sure on. Um. Okay, Emma's Confidence Podcast really helped me prepare for a job interview and I was successful. Excellent, congratulations. Congrats, that's ace. Okay, we're up to date on the live. Okay, Becky Lamley. What a lovely name. Hello, lovely Emma and Chloe. I finally decided to bite the bullet and sign up for the EC method, having lurked on your amazing podcasts for a while. 
It's going okay so far. I walk to and from work, so that covers my steps, and my nutrition has been relatively good, as long as I'm careful with socialising, which is proving a bit more difficult as we come out of the panny D. <laughs> I'm sorry, but two people have done angry faces as a reaction to the live, and I don't know why. It's making me really sad. It's probably me being savage and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. If I upset you, always tag me and tell me and we can have a little discuss. Um, discuss. Discuss. Maybe it's angry faces that we have to do the therapy work. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, my question to you wise women is around sleep. Without outing myself is inherently lazy. I love sleep. That's great. However, I'm finding that I'm exhausted all the time and it's now impacting my motivation to work out. My boyfriend can sleep from 11 to 6 and be fresh as a daisy. How do I tell him to stop setting his alarm for such an ungodly hour? Ha ha. I feel you. If you can't tell, I'm not a morning person. I'm really struggling to fit everything in. Meal prep, life admin, workouts, etc. and prioritize early nights. But when that alarm goes off in the morning, I feel like I've been punched in the face. <laughs> Any helpful tips would be gratefully great greatly appreciated becky you sound like me i'm the same i really really need my sleep and i I don't want you to feel bad about that because it is genetic um our circadian rhythm you know of course there are things that happen there are processes that happen in and out of the body um that kind of sets that up for all of us but all of us are set to a different body clock and you know some people are what we call night owls people who like to go to bed late and sleep late and some people are larks people who like to go to bed early and wake up early now i'm a night owl james is a lark and it is at i've actually broken up with boyfriends before because they've woken me up on days off from work and i've been like i can't do this anymore (laughs) i can't do it so i really feel you i don't think it's a bad thing that you're prioritizing your sleep um but yes okay in terms of fitting everything in it, it is true that you're going to lose hours in the morning. So why don't you compromise with yourself? Why don't you find mornings where you maybe are up early anyway um, and fit in those workouts? If you know, Or like I always say, do the workouts on a day off and on your days off. And then one midweek is a really nice compromise with yourself. Um, and then and then have those those days where you actually do get to sleep. You just have to compromise. Um, and I yeah, I feel like this is this is something you're going to have to. I hate saying this. Is this something you might have to figure out on your own? Emma, what do you think about that? I think the only thing I can add is maybe just making sure that your routine around sleep is good as well. So waking up at the same time, going to bed at the same time is really, really helpful. And Chloe's right. Like some people just need a different amount of sleep. It's not that you're lazy. It's just that that's what your body wants. The only other thing I'll add is if this is like a newer thing, it could be still a bit of the side effect of the vaccine like I don't know if you have had the vaccine or if you've recently had your second dose but I was really really tired for about a week or so afterwards some people have no no effects some people have tiredness whatever I'm not saying that everyone will experience that but if you're like oh this week for some weird reason I feel really tired it could also be that so just see if it passes um anything else on the live before we do a last quasi over here um emma the stuff you were saying the other week about non-reactivity really resonated with me e.g wanting to snap but not slash wanting to eat but not etc meditation helps but do you have any other bright ideas what's your thought process when you're resisting the urge to react thanks 
Good question. I'm not saying, right, I think this is like Zen power, the ability to like not react to situations and instead make choices. Um, and I'm not saying I complete, I am completely there, but I definitely think meditation helps. I think maturity in many ways helps. I think also prioritizing that and realizing that you're like accepting that you're not very good at it initially, I think is a good thing. Chloe and I were just talking about self-awareness this morning and actually accepting that you're not very self-aware is probably the first step to becoming more self-aware and I think the same with this like reactivity thing like accepting that you're not very good at making choices as opposed to reacting to things is kind of your first step but also not rushing so if something happens instead of you know rushing into a decision or, or essentially not making a decision just reacting to something that's happened take a step back that's why meditation is useful but it doesn't have to be meditation it can just be taking a step back, taking a couple of breaths and being like, can I see this with some kind of perspective? And that's a really hard thing to do, especially in the heat of a moment. But knowing that, and then also reflecting on times when you did react instead of respond. So like, oh, I did get angry at that person. And maybe just reflecting being like, okay, how can I improve that for next time? The same as when you go off your diet and we're like, okay, before we draw a line under this and move on, is there anything we can learn from this for next time so that when you're in that same position, it doesn't happen again? And then it's just learning from that and, and keeping working on it. And it won't be an overnight thing. But I would say that. Thoughts? Oh, no, I feel like the correct the question was directed at you and I don't think I've read the post. So I don't want to muddy the water. Yeah, it's basically like, I don't know if it was a specific post, but it was basically just about responding to something as opposed to just reacting like if something makes you angry instead of shouting at someone like responding yeah. to that yeah i mean i would uh so i would say two things on this number one there's nothing wrong with you being who you are like if you're the kind of person that is emotional and like you cry at movies or you know you get upset or you fit i mean I think really embracing who you are and also seeing what benefit that brings you in your life, you as a character, you know, you, the people you surround yourself with, maybe potentially even your career, like a lot of the things which I wish I could change about myself are also things that have hugely benefited me. And I think that is a really important thing for people to think about and realize. Um, but I do agree, of course, like James has some like really, you know, big you know, temperamental issues and he has to really, really work on it. There are obviously lines that, you know, that get crossed that can actually be detrimental to your life. Um, in which case it is about um, being self-reflective, taking a step back, being objective and saying to yourself, instead of dealing with it like X, what would be a much more productive pathway for that energy? And it's just self-work. And I do agree with Emma as well. It's a lot about maturity. Mm -hmm. It's just, it comes, comes with it comes with self-reflection and it comes with time yeah and I think the ability to regulate how you react is like the key to kind of like being at peace with yourself as well and ultimately to like yeah. enjoying your life like the ability to it, it kind of swings all the way back to like confidence as well like the ability to know that in a situation you will be able to respond the way that you want to respond instead of almost not knowing how you're going to respond to things Okay, yeah. uh, I think we have one more question. Oh, it's quite long. Oh, no, wait, we've got a couple. Uh, love what you said about therapy. You are so spot on as always as a therapist. Oh, perfect. I always say it's my Ooh. job to make myself redundant. 
you, the client, does all the work. You are such great advocates for positive mental well-being. Oh, that's very nice from a therapist. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, my best friend's a therapist. And so now I feel like me and you should be best friends too. And that is such a compliment. Ah, that made my day. Okay, I'm feeling a bit lost at the moment and not sure how to move forward. I'm aiming for hypertrophy and I'm on 2,000 calories on Emma's advice. This summer, I have had a lot more loose and free time uh, than the previous months with regard to calories, school holidays, lots of socialising. However, I have kept up with the sessions in the gym and mostly hit protein. I feel I have the tools for dealing with these types of situations thanks to your brilliant advice. However, I am now feeling really wobbly and not at all comfortable in my skin. I weighed myself this morning after not doing so for a couple of weeks and I've put on a, around two kilograms since July. I know I am supposed to be adding some weight for hypertrophy, but I'm now wanting to cut my calories to feel more comfortable. Should I cut my calories for a couple of weeks until I feel like I'm more comfortable, I'm at a more comfortable weight? I am five foot six and 55 kilograms. No. Because at five foot six and 55 kilograms, you are extremely lean. Yeah. Extremely. And in fact, that's excellent that you've put on two kilograms. That's exactly what we want. And just as an example of this, after I had back surgery, I don't really know why, but I needed to prove to myself that I could get back in shape. So I put on a hell of a lot of weight. I was uncomfortable. So I kind of wanted to prove to myself that I could get back in really, really lean shape. And I got down, so I'm a little bit smaller than you, I'm five foot five, but I got down to around 55 kilograms. The weight doesn't really matter. But when I went into a phase of like, I was like, now I want to build some muscle because I've realized I can be skinny, but now I want to be big and strong. So I went into that phase. I put on, what is that in kilograms? I put on about six kilograms because, and this won't be the same for everyone. This is why it's really hard to answer the question. When I'm moving into hypertrophy, how much weight should I put on? It depends on your starting point. If you're starting from a really lean point, which I was, you're going to have to put on some weight. And actually it's good for you to put on that weight. Two kilograms probably isn't enough. Like I would want more than that at your height and your weight. I was, you know, about as light as you and I put on six and then I hovered around there at maintenance and I'm still building muscle. So yeah, I would just like that for that situation. Absolutely not. Do not cut your calories. No, definitely not. Tag us in a post, show us some progress photos. But I think what you're doing is absolutely perfect. I like that you've got more life balance now, that you're enjoying food out, that you're doing some socializing. Two kilograms since July like, isn't a hell of a lot of weight. Uh, that What's that like? Well, it depends when in July, but I wouldn't say that's particularly worrying by any stretch of the imagination. I would, if you've gone into hypertrophy since July, I would have wanted you to have gained at, like, at least a kg and a half. 2 kg sounds perfect at 5 foot 6 and 55 kg. Mate, before I had the muscle that I had now, when I would get fucking shredded, I was 58 kg at 5 foot 6. So, I mean, I'd quite like to see some photos, but if you're sticking at that 2,000 calories and, you know, you're having a bit more of a social life, I'm not worried. That's perfect. But you're lean. I, I want to, Emma and I, I don't know, maybe we should do a podcast on this. <clears throat> That body dysmorphia is is really, and I'm not saying that you are at all, by the way, but it's just led me on to thinking that body dysmorphia is extremely common for all the reasons that we've already talked about in in this live. Um, 
it's also very common in the fitness industry with women who are talking ironically about body dysmorphia. I'm sure a lot of you can <laughs> connect the dots there, but um, yeah, I, I think it's something that everybody needs to start thinking about and being really, really aware of both internally and also with the, some of the things that we're seeing on social media. Um, it's yeah, it's, I think it's becoming like a little bit of a new wave of a problem. Um, maybe we'll do a podcast on it, but um, it is yeah, interesting. It's, it is almost just, hard to talk about without mentioning people, which we obviously won't. But it's people that we both really respect and most of their content is amazing. There's just this disconnect and kind of like the self-awareness thing, right? Where you aren't that actually aware of maybe the message that you are putting across because you're saying one thing, but then looking another way or being like, oh, you know, when I used to be lean and it's like, <laughs> but you, you are, are still ridiculously lean. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I think it's um it's something it's, it's something that everybody I want all of you as clients to start thinking about um and reflecting on, and it's something I want you to all be very cautious of when you're looking at things online, um and there's you know don't ever think that just because people in the health and fitness space are more body dysmorphic and insecure than the, your average woman on the street and always keep that in mind when you're looking at things and I also I also don't want people to feel bad about where they are when they're looking at somebody who's incredibly lean saying that they're not lean so just things to be aware of and things to think about because you know Emma and I like to work on mental health as well as physical health <laughs> yeah agreed okay should we wrap up for today and then we'll come back on Thursday this week is it yeah yeah yeah, Thursday. So James is like, James has surgery this week, guys. So I, but I, it honestly, like, other than me being ill and slightly stressed, I'm gonna be completely across all everything EC. Um, anybody, uh, if the angry faces were anything, I said, do tag me. Okay, one of them was just Ollie accidentally, and I don't know what the other one was. <laughs> Ollie was angry because we said we weren't gig girls. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe. James hates me for it. I'm always, he's like, oh, I've got a DJ gig. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, and aside from that, um, yeah, everybody tag us if you need us and we will see you on Thursday. Okay, bye.